I hope the director is listening. This is how you still have a chance. You can fix your movie. Hire Jacob as a pig consultant. A pig consultant. Speaking of adorable pigs, the the pig in Gunda is nowhere near as adorable as the pig in Pig. Pig. Chandler, please introduce yes. Pig. Pig is a 2021 movie directed by newcomer Michael Sarnowski. Stars Nicolas Cage, plays a truffle hunter whose precious pig is stolen. And he tries to get him back. And it's uh, it's great. I really liked Pig. It's kind of one of those movies that was, uh, I feel like most people, when they saw the first trailer, they thought it was kind of a meme. Because Nicolas Cage, just that's just the audience he attracts. Um, but even from the trailer, I could tell it was a little, little more than that. Because he's been in some... Steven Seagal level garbage. But the difference between Nicolas Cage and other actors like Steven Seagal and Bruce Willis and John Cusack, Nicolas Cage gives a shit. And I think his Even performance when he's in a bad film and he knows one it. of his best. He's still invested to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, never, never just phones it in. And even when oh. he's invested, he might you might accuse him of going too far. But at least that's something. That's something. That is indeed something. It is indeed something. Uh, I fucking love Pig. This is a great <laughs> movie. Um, and partially, I feel like this might have been colored by the fact this is the I went and saw it at the loft. And this is the first time I've been in the movie theater in 16 months. And it was it was so nice being back. I, I forgot how much I missed it. I'm so excited to be able to go uh, to further screenings this month at the loft. Um, and they got some bangers this month. They do. Yeah, they're 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 showing uh, Fellini in. August, and despite the fact that I I, I have and own all of them, but I'm going to spend more money box, and watch them in the theater. But it's the big screen, yeah. Yeah, I get I get to finally watch eight and a half on the big screen, which I'm so excited for. Um, I fully expect uh, to move it back to number one on my favorite movies list after <laughs> watching it, at least for a time. All uh, right, Pig is great. Look, you're Pig you're is- foreshadowing it. Look in the background. the The Fellini box set is overtaking the Bergman box. Yeah. Well, yes, I just didn't want to move the, the Bergman box set. And, and That's anyway, so Pig is uh, it, this was also an interesting theatrical experience. And I think the best possible way of like reintroducing myself to film in theaters uh, in that I essentially knew nothing about the movie going in. Um, oh, okay. I knew it had Nicholas Cage. Uh, I knew there was a pig and it was a truffle truffle pig. I knew the vague idea like he, someone takes the pig and he has to go find it. Um, but I never saw a trailer. Um, that that's it. Like I, I, I through osmosis, I figured that stuff out. Um, and it was just a lovely, wonderful time. There's almost something. It, it's kind of like it, it's a sad film, but it's also kind of cozy, and it's cozy for me in the way that it it, it takes place in in Oregon, Portland, Portland, Oregon, Oregon. in Oregon, Portland. Um, and I just. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, <laughs> I just love the Pacific Northwest, and it, it is my uh, spiritual home in America. And uh, maybe, maybe move there one day. I don't know, but I just love that aesthetic of just the the. There's like this feeling of like constant twilight in the film that very much kind of exists in uh, when when I'm visiting there. Of like, it's it's never noon like there's never like bright sunlight it's always like dim and, and there's fog and there's stuff it's just 
lots of atmosphere. It's a great place just to film because lots of atmosphere. But um, they're just like in the beginning when it's him in the cabin in the woods and it's almost underlit to the point where like you can't see what's happening, but it's it's, it's beautiful. Like there's a, there's a tactile nature to the film where like you you start out in nature and then later on in the film, there's great scenes with food and there's a great like it treats the food with respect and you get that tactile feeling of looking at food of like you can almost taste it through the screen. See, so, I, that's um, the one thing I didn't know about Pig was that I didn't realize that Nicolas Cage's character was a chef. I didn't realize how much food was going to be in this movie. There was a good amount of food in this movie. Great surprise. And so um, so I feel like the film had a lot going for it, like going in, despite yeah. not knowing it. Like it was my first time back in a theater. It, it takes place in Portland. I love the atmosphere, the weather, everything. The, the pig shot, is cute. Excellently shot. Pig is adorable. I, I have no complaints, really. Well, I do have one, but. Oh, yeah. Well, do, do I have a few? Actually, I have two. OK. And, and the first the, the one of most importance, the only real complaint I think anyone could ever have with this film is that in the v- very beginning, it says Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, and then it doesn't credit the fucking pig. Where's my yeah. pig credit? <laughs> that the pig's that pig name is an actor. was uh, Brandy. Brandy. Brandy the pig. Brandy the pig. <sighs> Poor Brandy. She deserved a a list credit next to those two. Alleged, well, because the pig does not have a lot of screen time, uh, and allegedly, I've I've read some behind the scenes stuff that the pig was not necessarily trained, so the pig uh, ended up biting Nicolas Cage quite a few times. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> I love Brandy uh, yes. even more now. No, it was a very cute pig, and uh, you know, you get just enough of the pig to understand why losing said pig would be so devastating. Um, I guess my only complaint about the movie is that I uh, I'm on the fence about the cinematography. Hmm. It was hmm. very dark. I don't know if it was just my theater, but specifically towards the beginning, I could barely tell what was happening. And towards the end as well, th- there's there's a certain like camera style that comes with low budget filmmaking where it's just pick up the camera and just look at what's interesting. It's not necessarily my thing. But towards the end, there's some really, really just beautifully lit scenes, specifically in Alex Wolf's father's house, which just looks wonderful. But overall, yeah. I don't know, maybe it just felt a little murky to me. Maybe that's an aesthetic choice. It, it was murky, but I think especially in the beginning that that set the mood and the tone like it felt like you were there, like you were straining to see things because it was so early in the morning. There's not any lights. It's in the middle of nowhere. It, it felt rustic and kind of desolate in a way that I think worked, um, although it did take like a minute to get used to. Like I, I in the theater, I could hear myself say, this is I'm, I'm kind of struggling to see. And then that thought went away and I just kind of yeah existed within the, the mood of the film from then on. Yeah. So my, my only real uh, other well, my only real criticism non pig related complaint, non pig pig crediting complaint. Is that the um, sometimes uh, with Alex Wolf and then with the the chef? It's a great scene with Best where, scene movie. where Nicolas Cage confronts a chef. Um, so that chef, the actor who plays the chef, there are some times where I think the performance doesn't click for me. Nick Cage? No, no, Nick Cage was fine. Oh. Alex Wolf and the other chef. Oh, um, okay. Sometimes, like the the performance, Alex Wolf in general, I've never been too keen on as an actor 
and he grew on me over the course of the film, which is good. I, I don't have um, I'd be curious on a rewatch, like if I was bothered by him from the beginning because of his performance or just because it just it was him. And so I, I took a little bit. He's kind of an asshole. Um, but that uh, the other chef and there's little, little um, line readings occasionally in the film. Where I was just like, this is it, it's too much. It doesn't strike me as true for the dialogue that is being given. And it's it 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 reminded me. Uh, I mean, this in the best way possible of my own directing, which has some issues in my my capstone film Dreamcatchers, which as I look back, it's like this is a little too much. You need to tone it down. Um, and I think there was room for some more subtlety with some of those performances that just. Well, see, that's that's interesting because I felt that in particular, that scene with that chef, I thought he was perfect, hmm. especially when Nicolas Cage is just sort of shitting on him. And yeah. his weird, uncomfortable smile. It no, it was laugh. a good performance. I'm not like it. Hmm, it's hard to really express. Like, I don't think yeah. it was the, the wrong performance. I just think it, it it it's hard to put my finger on. But it just as I was watching, it didn't strike home as much as I think the dialogue. Yeah. Should have lent itself to. And ultimately, the scenes, the, the way they were shot the way they were written and the way that like the actors were clearly giving good performance. It's just sometimes a little too much for me. I can look past that. Like it never really affected my viewing. I just think that occasionally throughout the film, some of the performances just didn't ring hundred okay. percent true. And that's it. The, well, what I really like about this movie in general is that it's sort of, I thought it was going to be a lot more insular in its themes. I thought it was going to be about, uh, grief and nothing else but really it's it's sort of it examines like ripple effects of death and grief not only in the the sort of like mental shutdown that uh, Nicolas Cage is going through but also he's just he's been given this crazy perspective that helps out the chef because he basically like breaks down his life he's he's essentially doing the chef a favor it's hard to hear but I think the chef in general, like maybe this is deep down. He knew this is what his life was turning into. And Nicolas Cage sort of has that foresight um, that's sort of uh, kickstarted by grief. Alex Wolf and, uh, also has like this crazy good arc, I think, because he is pretty annoying and sufferable in the first like act of this movie. But I do feel by the time he gets to that last scene where he's just in the car, yeah. this adventure has really like sort of put things into perspective. Mm. Uh, Nicolas Cage. He, again, as a character, he doesn't change at all. He's he's been broken from the start. He's broken at the end. Maybe maybe a little bit of hope at the end. Well, but, uh, well, he does change in the sense that he warms up to Alex Wolf's character, which is yes, is yes. a change. Yes, that is a change. Um, but that's like kind of the whole point. And I, I just loved how subtle a lot of this was. Mm -hmm. You got just you don't even get the full story technically, but you got enough. Like even that first scene where he's just listening to that recording of what we can assume is his wife like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. immediately it just i don't need any context that shit's just sad it's sad yeah it's it's one of those things and this is gonna be a, a spoiler by like hinting at something yes um, but <laughs> i was constantly worried it being a nicholas cage film not having seen the trailer uh that like the opening scene scenes really great uh, really kind of quiet tone setting scenes, but I was always worried that it was going to kind of devolve into the Nicolas Cage is shouting and is going to punch people to get his pig back. And 
you, you know, like what, what you would no, expect from yeah. a Nicolas Cage. Exactly. Film. Exactly. Um, and it wasn't until. There's one moment. Fuck it. Spoiler alert. Um, the, the, the climax of the film, it wasn't until I couldn't let my guard down fully. Um, and it didn't really affect my, my viewing, but it was like, there was constantly, I was worried that the film was going to misstep somewhere because it was Nicolas Cage. Um, and it wasn't until I realized that the climax of the film is Nicolas Cage makes he the, got the antagonist dinner. And, yes. and like I got I, when I realized I was like, oh, my God, this, this film is is consistent in what it's trying to do and say. And it's not being manipulative. It's not like leaning into the fact that Nicolas Cage is the main actor. It just and it the, the climax of the film is he, he makes dinner. And it's Especially so when, emotionally impactful. It, when it, he wow. when he gives Alex Wolf the list, mm-hmm. I think everyone in the audience is like, "Oh my god!" You know, guns, something yeah. to break into the house. It's a, it's literally a grocery list. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, you're we also not sure it. what it could be. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought it could be that, but I also like. Yeah, there's no hint. Like there is a hint. Like it's set up, and it's another great example of of how well written the film is. In that you Subtly get well the written. scene where yeah. Alex Wolf talks about his dad and mom having dinner. And then you think, okay, that's an interesting little character piece informing us about his father. That's not going to come up again. It's already served its purpose. But no, it comes back for the, 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 the finale. And it's, yeah, it's great. It, it's so wonderful to see a film that the the protagonist is trying to get something and doesn't use violence or co- or coercion or anything like that to get what he wants. And the, the only violent part in the movie isn't even really violent. He gets hit, but he doesn't do the hitting. Yeah. And that that scene like tonally feels a little ridiculous to me, but it's it's so brief and it's relatively tame that it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Um yeah, another one. God, one of those more, more difficult scenes was when, again, c- completely separate from the rest of the movie, Alex Wolf goes to visit his, his mother, who a few scenes ago he had said was dead. And this is another thing where it's it's this is obviously grief, but it's not necessarily grief, grief, because she is still technically alive. But it's one of those things where I think that's a huge part of what happens in the end. He kind of like maybe is is helped to come to terms with is what is happening exactly with his mother, her case um, and and his role in his father's uh, life or whatever. But uh, that was just another little detail where I'm like, so many little things so subtly set up, subtly paid off that you really don't understand how well written a movie it is until like a few days later. Yeah. And the the other thing, like pacing wise, I'm, I'm always my favorite criticism, of course, is uh, the, the three, the second act slump, which this film didn't have. And I knew the film was going to get pacing right um, because I got a little worried at the beginning uh, when he they get the the or the truffle big is stolen and it takes his, its time to follow Nick Cage getting out of he starts the car car doesn't work, goes to the cafe, goes to the, uh, what, whatever it takes its time. Um, and then I really realized, like, is it going to drag? Like, where is this going? Like, It seemed like it was trying to get kickstarted and then it's like again spoilers they find immediately the people who got the pig 
just like that. So it's not about that. That's taken care of immediately. And then there's um, there's like a cut that they were at the uh, the truffle, the other truffle hunters uh, camp. And uh, they informed this woman they stole my pig. And she's like, those fuckers. She knew. She and knew like, immediately. <laughs> cut. It was it was an immediate cut music and they're driving immediately to the people who who stole the pig and like it's like great this film has a sense of momentum it's not gonna waste my time with just the the nitty-gritty of, of finding the it's not a mystery about who did it and i'd also say like it's not particularly a surprise it doesn't come as a surprise when we figure out that alex wolf's dad at least for me it didn't um was the one that stole the pig like it's a real surprise i almost uh, yeah, well, I almost feel like when I started, when I was watching it, I felt like, oh, well, Alex Wolf clearly was the one who is responsible. And then it quickly became apparent that he was not responsible, obviously, because yeah. he picks up Nicolas Cage and is like, well, it's probably someone who knows Alex Wolf. And then from yeah. there, it's you know easy deduction when you start hearing about his terrible father. Um, yeah. Who I just want to say, yeah, I thought the father gave a great performance. And Nick Cage is great. I don't care what people say. I don't care that people. I have always thought Nick Cage was a great actor. He's given bad performances, but he's a genuinely great actor. And uh, I got to say, I, I, I was. I, I thought it was good the whole time, but I was just like, where is this great performance that I've heard so much about? But then again, spoiler alert, when when we find out the titular pig is dead. All right, which Brandy, which R.I.P. the pig um the the guy again it's there's subtlety because he doesn't say the pig is dead he starts saying those fucking tweakers i told him they were being too rough with it and then you can immediately surmise but the thing is like there isn't one big oscar moment where nicholas cage starts to like realize whatever like mid-sentence he starts to break down because maybe in the back of his mind he already knew that this is what happened to the pig and that's another one of those many like little things that i wasn't expecting the pig to be dead I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that the dad that the dad tried to buy him off because I'm sure the dad knew immediately that the pig was dead. Um, but yeah, just mm. that little moment he has. It's just. That is, this is a great Nicolas Cage performance. I also really appreciated the performance from Nicolas Cage and from Alex Wolf. Um, yes. I think when I finally realized the moment, I finally realized that Alex Wolf, uh, his performance worked with me was when um, after the first time Nicolas Cage confronts uh, Alex Wolf's father. Um, and obviously they had had a bit of an argument before that, um, and they go outside and they, they just kind of have this, this silent reconciliation before they go, they have a conversation and they're just like leaning up against the car together and something about like the performances there just, just worked for me. And I was like, this is a quiet, quiet film where like, it's getting the character relationships right. And the, the, the performances work together, like performances between alex wolf and between nicholas cage like you can give good performances that don't necessarily work off of each other but that was the moment i realized that they're playing off each other very well yes great movie. yeah yeah <laughs> a good movie i'm so so happy i watched it such a good movie for the first time back in theaters a new movie everything it's um really recommend pig really do pig's good pig's very yeah. good it's probably yeah, it's it's my second favorite film of the year. Space Jam. Yeah, of course, Space Jam is my my favorite <laughs> film of twenty twenty one. I think I have that. I've already too. seen it twelve times. 
I'm assuming both of ours is uh, inside is number yeah. one still. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But there's a, a lot of interesting stuff coming out. Con just finished up, and we got some interesting trailers and oh yeah, some announcements of things uh, things to come. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Pig is also my number two. Either Pig or No Sudden Move. One of those two. 